On February 6, 1862, in the afternoon, we landed on the eastern bank of the river, and the soldiers were located in camps nearby. This being our first camp in Dixie, it was called Camp Halleck. How it did rain that night and blow, leveling many of our tents. Many of the boys made light of their mishaps. We pitched our tents near a farmhouse, and the planter, not knowing our reputation at home for honesty and uprightness, went to our colonel and asked that a guard be placed around the farmhouse to protect him and his property. The colonel granted the request, for at this stage of war orders were very strict about foraging and taking anything from the planters. It fell to the writer's lot to stand guard for two hours that night, during that fearful storm, over some pigs. How disgusted he was, the idea of enlisting to fight for old glory and save the Union, and the first thing he had to do was to guard a lot of dirty pigs that were not half as good as those in his father's farmyard, but orders is orders, as Jim said, and tis a soldier's duty to obey. Strict orders were issued that no trespassing would be permitted, and a soldier caught stealing would be severely punished. My two hours of guard duty over those pigs was up at last, and I turned them over to another sentinel. During the night a great squawking was heard, and in the early morning the owner of the farm complained to our colonel that the soldiers had stolen his geese. The colonel ordered an officer to search each tent to find the stolen geese and the thieves. When the officer came to our tent he commenced to turn over our blankets and knapsacks. There was one sleepy fellow lying down with his head on his knapsack for a pillow, apparently sound asleep. The officer touched him, but he slept on, and one of the boys said, Don't wake that fellow up, he's been on guard duty all night. All right, said the kind-hearted officer, and passed out of the tent. How relieved we were when he had gone away, for that sleepy fellow had his head on his knapsack, which held the goose. Of course, we had goose for breakfast, and it tasted mighty good, if it was a Dixie goose. Don't ask me who stole it, for I'll never tell, and my comrades will not tell. The next morning we took up our line of march toward Fort Henry. The rain had fallen the night before, making the roads very muddy. Many times we had to stop, stack arms, throw off knapsacks, and put our shoulders to the wheels of the artillery, and help them out of the mud holes. We came to several streams not bridged, but we were enthusiastic in our seeking the enemy and spoiling for a fight. Taking no time to build temporary bridges, we plunged into the water waist-deep and pushed ahead. This made me think of what I had read of our revolutionary fathers, wading swollen streams and toiling through almost impassable barriers to fight for their liberty and rights. We hadn't come to the fighting yet, but we hoped to do so soon. Then we could class ourselves with our forefathers. Now I smile over the thought I had then when a lad of eighteen years, and though you may smile, the thought comes that if we youngsters had not had the spirit of emulating the deeds of our forefathers, where would this grand nation be today? In the distance the gunboats were hammering away at Fort Henry, and as the sound of the booming cannon came to our ears, we wished we were there to attack from the land side. Commodore A. H. Foote, with five gunboats, had attacked the fort and the fight was a most thrilling picture. The whizzing of fragments of bursting shells, the deafening roar of the guns in the fort, the black sides of five gunboats belching fire at every porthole, was something to be remembered a lifetime. The fire from the gunboats dismounted seven big guns and brought down the flagstaff, and together with the bursting of a rifled gun in the fort, created a panic in the enemy's ranks. A shot from the enemy passed through the boiler of the Essex, and many were scalded. When the Union tars were told that the enemy had surrendered, a sailor named Brias, who was badly wounded, sprang to his feet, saying, Surrender! I must see that with my own eyes before I die, 
and then, climbing two short flights of stairs to the deck, he saw a white flag flying over Fort Henry and shouted, Glory to God, sank exhausted on the deck, and died that night. We were tramping along in the mud when a messenger passed along the line, announcing the capture of the fort by the gunboats. Some of us cheered, but others were silent and really felt sore at the sailors for their taking of the fort before we had a chance to help them. How foolish we were then!